from North Central Ohio, we share with you the voice of the Nazarene, a week-by-week venture into the Word of God sponsored by the Bucyrus, Ohio Church of the Nazarene. We join our pastor, Reverend Ray LaSalle, and the voice of the Nazarene. Music was beautiful, and we enjoyed it, did we not? Fact of the matter, I hope you got involved a little bit. I never did get my hands up, but if I can get them out of my pocket, I will. And Patty sure does a good job on that keyboard, doesn't she? And I see you got your hands out of your pockets. It was so cold this morning. In fact, the politicians didn't even try to get their hands in my pocket. 14 degrees. I looked out a little bit ago, it was 25. I'm, I'm deeply impressed. I want to turn your attention to the 15th chapter of John's Gospel. I believe probably nearly every truth needed to be presented around the church is located in this great chapter. It just blows a lot of crazy doctrinal loopholes that people use, blows them to smithereens. Great truths found in this, this passage. It begins here in verse 1. He said, I'm the true vine, my, my father. He's the caretaker, the husbandman. Every branch in me that bears not fruit, he taketh away. I hope you know what the fruit of the Spirit is, love, joy, peace, long-suffering. I'll tell you, when we're sharp and irritable and angry and hateful and mad and sad, it's not a part of the branch that ought to be in the vine. But we're to bear good fruit. And every branch that bears fruit, he, he purges it. The word there should be prunes it. That it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I've spoken unto you. My text is found in verse 3. You're clean through the word. And if you'll study these three verses, and if you're in outlines, there's a beautiful outline of truth found in these few verses. God had created the great vineyard of this world and put Adam, told him to be in charge, and boy, did he blow it. God sent a second Adam, his own son, sent him to take care of the vineyard. He's the true vine. You get into him, you're one of the branches, according to a couple verses later. He's the vine, and we're the branches. We're to bear fruit. Not just to grow long runners and have a lot of pretty leaves, but we're to bear fruit. And so God prepares us for fruit bearing. A lot of preparation involved. We know that he plants us. Takes him to plant us into the family. And according to verse 2, it's he that does the pruning. Cuts us back and and if you've raised uh, grapes and had an arbor, You're always to cut it back to about the third bud. You don't go past the Trinity. You just go back to the Godhead. 
and everything else needs to be refurnished again and, and will produce. So he plants us and then he prunes us and, and then we know that he pushes us according to verse 3. Now, how is he pushing us? Notice the terminology again. You are clean, not by the word, not because of the word, but through the word. He plants us, he prunes us, he pushes us, and he cleans us by pushing us literally through his words, what the Bible said. In other words, the scripture, the word of God, is a great filter for our lives. I bought a, a, a what they call a filter queen sweeper some years back. I don't want to get into all that story. They charged us very well. Of course, it's got a lifetime uh, uh, warranty. The uh, repairman comes around every year, and if I need him more than that, he'll come and never makes any charge on anything except filters. I have to pay for the filters. And he'll always tell me, every time he comes, I, he, it must be one of his sales pitches. You need to change your filters more. I said, why? He said, because have you noticed you're not picking up the dirt? I said, am I supposed to run this machine? Well, I didn't see that in the contract. He said, you need to change filters. I said, well, and he said, the bucket's full. And he empties it out and makes a big deal. And any little speck, he makes a deal about it. And then he puts in this paper filter. And I told him, I put in those filters. Now he said, you missed the carbon filter. I said, the what? The carbon filter. I said, I, I only use paper filters. No, he said, you better use a carbon filter. I said, I don't know anything about a carbon filter. What's it for? He said, the paper filter allows the air to go through and it traps the dirt and all that stuff that's there in the carpet, the little bugs and, and uh, leaves and and dust and hair and dry skies. I said, I'm going to my office. I didn't know this place was so contaminated. I'm out of here. He said, that's to take care of that. But he said, the carbon filter takes care of the pollution in the air, bacterial things, and it cleans up the air so that you can breathe better. I didn't even know about that filter. And sometimes maybe it's those little filters that we overlook in our lives that lets words slip out of our vocabulary that we ought not to be saying and thoughts going through our mind that we ought not to be thinking some of those things that we overlook now a filter is a device to remove impurities things that are unwanted things that are unclean and uh, it's a, called a filter it gets rid of those things are you aware of how many filters are around us every day of our life do you realize how many filters are involved in this complex? There's filters on the sound system. There's filters on the uh, projectories and, and those uh, machines that are capturing the, uh, the, the, the sights, not only the sounds, but the sights. All of the furnace systems that we have here have filtering system. I was going out, I think it was Friday night, or coming in Saturday, I can't remember, but there was two of the dirtiest filters I'd about ever seen in my life back by the door. In fact, the matter I questioned Miss Bev, I said, did somebody find how many years has those filters been in? Oh, she said, that's a month. She said, over the furnace room, those furnaces run continuously, and we have to change them every month. And we've got uh, furnace outfits on top of the roofs of our building. We've got 
at least two furnace rooms that I know of. There's probably more. We've got furnaces up in the attic systems through the old building, furnaces in the grand foyer, in the gymnasium, in the Sunday school plan, in the event center, in the office area, here in this main section. And those motors kick on and those fans begin to blow that air through those filters. And it's cleaning up the lint and the fuzz and bacteria and whatever so that you and I can breathe with free-flowing air. Do you realize that the human body has filters? You have two kidneys that are every moment of every second of your life are filtering your blood. In fact, the matter, you've got a turnover of about two to three million red blood cells every second in your life. You've got old ones that are carrying off the debris and you got these new ones that are carting out oxygen and food to the body and, and feeding your body and those kidneys are filtering your blood. When you have kidney failure, you, you have to go to a kidney dialysis center and that the dialysis machine, it becomes the filter for your blood and your nose is a filter for your lungs. Some of you have a bigger filter than others. The water that we drink has to be filtered. The, uh, the oil and the gas lines in our vehicles have filtering systems. I get my oil changed and they put on a new oil filter. Uh, your sunglasses are filtering out the sun rays and protecting your eyes. Did you know that tea bag is a filter? For you ladies that are all caught up in that little wave. Coffee is run through a filter. Sometimes I think it doesn't always work. Your computer has filter on it. Your fish aquariums have filters. Cigarettes, if you're a cigarette smoker, they generally have filters on them so that your lungs don't get as brown as your fingertips. Clothes dryers have filters on them. And what the Bible's trying to tell us that if we're going to produce fruit in our life, that we're going to have to have our lives filtered in such a way that our lives are clean for the glory of God. There, there are at least three main reasons why filters are important. Number one is purification. I've got some real big filters. I mean, they're about this tall, about this wide, and it's about all I can do to extract them from my geothermal furnaces in my basement gigantic filters and uh, the motors and the fans are shoving the air through my house from the returns and shoving that air through those filters and it's picking up the dust and the dirt and the debris and the particles out of the air and it's purifying stuff that would harm us stuff that we're not even aware of and that's why God is saying it's very important that you and I be consistent to be in the word of God and your lives be pushed through that filtering system of God's word in order that your life is not damaged so that you can be holy and separate. Now, I know I'm preaching in 2022, but I still believe that God wants our lives holy, separated, dedicated, and consecrated. So we have a filter for purification. The second purpose is safety. Uh, when you're in the word, it'll keep you out of a lot of potholes and practices that the devil has in store for you. Let me tell you why it's important to keep filters 
clean. Every year in America, more than 3,000 homes burn totally to the ground because somebody didn't keep the filters clean in the clothes dryer. And the heat element and the motors begin to overwork and, and continue to, to burn and suddenly a spark and suddenly the house is caught on fire. And so for safety's sake, and I'm saying for your own spiritual safety's sake, it's an important thing to live holy and godly and dedicated and separated from a lot of stuff. But not only that, what about efficiency sake? Now I know we have a few uh, furnace and air conditioning men who are part of this ministry. And they've spent years installing and working on those things. So I'll not give you a little message on that or I'll be told to keep still because you're the only one that knows anything, okay? They know that servicing the equipment is important because it makes functioning at full efficiency capacity and how important that is. And the reason they do that, the equipment prolongs its life because you're not burning it up. And it helps everything to run smooth and problem-free. And as long as the filters are kept clean, it solves a lot of problems. It keeps things cooler. It lets everything run smooth. That's why, as a pastor, I want this church to be clean. I want it to be godly. I want it to run smooth. And I want God to be honored. And it won't happen if we back up and allow our hearts to have dirty filters. And our minds aren't kept clean. And our vocabulary is not clean. And our attitudes are not clean. And our moral thinking is not clean. We'll not be the kind of church that God can work in. And that's why there's something called being called into ministry. It's not just an occupation that you decide I'm going to be a preacher unless you're a fool. Being called into ministry, I believe, lessens a man's chance for heaven about 50%. And when you're God called, you're not called by man, you're called by God. Even denominations can't call you. You're called by God, separated by God for ministry. And why does God do that? Because he doesn't want us impressed with what people think or anything else. We're called to hold up the filter and run everything through the filter. It doesn't matter about Sister Money Bags or Old Brother Big Banker. It doesn't matter who's got the largest crowd and, and the biggest family in the church or who's the biggest who all out yonder. When it comes through the doors of the church, I want to push everybody through the word so that our lives are cleaned up and so that we can be used by God for his glory. Now, there's things that happen when filters get dirty. One, it reduces airflow. Units starve to death because the filter's blocked by dirt, and the wind can't pass through. Now, the wind in the Bible is always a type of the Holy Ghost. I hope you're aware of that. I think that you are. Jesus said, the wind bloweth where it listeth, and, and so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. And God wants his Spirit to have free flow and right away in the church. Are you listening to me? He doesn't want to be blocked and hindered. He wants free right away. And how can that be if we haven't got a good filtering system? Filtering what we're watching and filtering what we're looking at and filtering what we're listening to. 
I don't care how beautiful the building looks and how nice the paint might be and how large the crowd. If we don't have a move from another world, everything we do is in vain. And everything is a waste of time. I can replace you. You can replace me, but we cannot replace him. And so I want to do everything that I can do to keep the airflow open so the Holy Ghost can move through our church. I was running a vacuum sweeper. I'm not proud of that. And I had stuck it down in one of these uh, heat registers. You'd be amazed how much stuff gets dropped in a heat register. Crins and pencils and money and junk and food and dead stuff. Just about every time I've stuck a nozzle of a sweeper down into those things, it stops it up almost immediately. I stuck it down and then I heard this whistling and, and gurgling sound and I knew I'd messed up. I pulled the nozzle out of that thing and checked and I had literally no suction at all. There was no power. I mean, the machine looked all right. The motor's still running, but there's no power. I'd got it stopped up. I blocked it all the way back to the filter. I watch people. Sometimes they look the same, they sound the same, but you get the checking and there's no power in their life. And you know as a minister that somebody's messed up somewhere down the road. Somebody got some dirt in their filter and they're not where they ought to be. And you can fool a lot of people, but you can't fool the Holy Spirit. And when you suck up some filth and some garbage and some dirt, the Holy Spirit can't operate. It reduces the airflow. I've got some outdoor cooling units. Got more than I want. <laughs> Hate to have to replace them. I'd gotten a call and they said, we can smell something and it smells like it's burning. Why'd they call me? Why didn't they call the fire department? I said, well, what do you, we don't know, but we noticed that we're, we're not getting any air out of this machine. It's, it's hot in here and, and summer's just hitting and we need to, some coolant. So I headed over and I walked around the back and sure enough, I saw smoke rolling up out of the unit. And what had happened, Le 